0: Navigating how to grow up. I'm Tessa and I'm Britt and we'll be your co-hosts. This week's episode goes out to all the middle children out there. We are having an in bloom chat, kind of like a round table discussion about middle child syndrome with contributions from Tessa and the lovely Nikisha Plumridge.
1: Yes, we are super excited to have such a close childhood friend of mine
0: on blooming
1: who I've grown up next to both being middle children. But before we start, Britt, how was your week?
0: Yes, we have some exciting news. Our studio got another little upgrade. I know, I feel like every week there's something new here. Yes, it's so exciting walking through the door. Um, If we do sound a little different, it's because we have new microphones.
1: They're very heavy duty. They're definitely like the big boys. Big boy mics.
0: Yeah. Also, if anyone remembers my recommendation from... Episode one, I'm pretty sure. Oh my gosh,
1: that is a long time ago. This is like (laughs) what, episode 20? I don't think anyone is going to remember what episode one resources were.
0: Well, it was to binge watch The Bold Type because Mm. it's amazing um, I've had actually quite a few people tell me that they went back and watched it and loved it so totally on board with that it is a 10 out of 10 recommendation I will give you that thank you you're welcome and for all of those people plus anyone who is going to listen to this and take my recommendation now I have good news season 5 comes out tomorrow I know I saw this I'm so excited I'm so excited and also so sad though because it's the final season I know my heart's breaking a little bit so yes I'm gonna lap it up as much as possible and probably go back and re-watch every episode once it's over
1: here's a question for you will you wait until all of season five is out or will you watch week by week
0: oh no I think I'm gonna have to watch it week by week because otherwise I'll see spoilers yeah and I feel like this do. season's gonna have a lot of like bombshells in it
1: yeah, me too. Yep. okay.
0: Also this week, I had my brother's birthday, um, which was kind of confronting because I don't really think about my age until I have to work out my brother's age by adding two years onto mine. <laughs> do you do that? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just me. <laughs> um like you know when your older siblings age that also means that you have to think about yourself aging so yeah that was a little bit sad I kind of don't think about how old I am until it's my brother's birthday I think it's a bit different for me because
1: my sister is so much older than me that like whatever Mm -hmm. age she is I know it's a long way off before (laughs) I'm gonna get there that's true also
0: your birthday is so early in the year like my brother's birthday is in yeah May and then mine is later in August so yeah yeah
1: see that we're
0: like February
1: and June mm. heaps of a gap
0: there so well, I mean I don't know if that makes any <laughs> difference
1: but we'll go with it
0: <laughs> but how about you How's your week
1: so this week was my little nephew's second birthday. Oh my God, so cute. Shout out to him. So we also had a birthday in the family, but I feel like, I don't know when it's like a little one, it's just so much more exciting. So much more exciting. And he's really into dinosaurs at the moment. Oh, I love dinosaurs. And yeah, d- Dinosaurs. <laughs> and he's also really into- The dinosaur um, age is so cute. It is so cute. His party was themed dinosaurs. And, oh, did he have a dinosaur cake? He did. And it was, I think his- I'm fairly certain his dad, my
0: brother-in-law, made it as well. Oh my god! Yeah, that's so cute. yeah. Um, and so that was just like so much cuteness. Fun mm. fact: Now that I've already brought up my brother this episode, he actually so was a freak child and could name and spell out every single dinosaur that like ever walked the earth when he was two. Oh my gosh! How <laughs> freaky is, is he? That? Really smart. He's really smart.
1: Well, look, Eli doesn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he goes Dino, <laughs> and that's about it. That that's is about it. Completely fine as well. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also feel like a whole new person because I got a haircut and I got my brows done. You so You do look pretty fleek today. Thank you. Thank you. So brows, as we all know, Gabby from Glamour Artistry Beauty does my brows. Would we always recommend.
0: had her on an early episode. We'll go back and put that in the episode notes. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then I had to, we discussed how my hairdresser's not cutting hair anymore. So I had to branch out and try a new hairdresser. How and scary. Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. But only, I think, only because I... Let this is like a family focused event today. I let my brother in law's mum cut my hair, oh. and so she's a hairdresser and has like a home salon. And so I was like, if I'm gonna trust anyone, yeah, it's gonna be her, right? Because I know that she's not going to want to mess it up because <laughs> that will be really awkward <laughs> for everyone involved. That's so convenient, though, so convenient, and she's really close to where we all live. So, well, where I used to live now, I guess, but still convenient. Um, well, it does look good. Thank you. Thank you. It's a bit shorter than I usually go, but. Very fresh. Yeah, and needed it. It mm. needed it. And then I also, for those of you who remember, don't like wine. Mm. And I was on a winery tour this on the weekend.
0: <laughs> how did that go?
1: I essentially just shot the wine. That's how I had to get it down. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. Let's just say that. Also, the red you wine didn't... didn't even go into my mouth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> did you do like a tasting?
1: Yeah, it was like a winery tour where you went to different yeah. wineries and did tastings at
0: each one. That's fun. It is fun. Well, I've done it before. Fun and if you like wine. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've done it before. It is fun. It's like a really good day with the girls and whatever. And this is the first time boyfriends have come on one of these things as well. So it was like good to have everyone there.
0: And the boys were drinking all the wine. Did they enjoy yeah, it? Yeah,
1: yeah. JJ likes wine. I just, oh. it's just
0: me. Okay. Yeah.
1: But... Yes. So that's that's how I get through winery tours. I just shot the wine.
0: I thought for sure you might have tried at least one that you were like, okay, I'm partial to this. No. And <laughs> I, this, is, this
1: was my third winery tour and I've still not found one. So I think that it's just not going to happen. Safe to say you don't like
0: wine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now it is time for our adulting wins and adulting fails from the week. Tessa, hit me. What do you have? So I promised I was going to come in hot and
1: heavy with an adulting win and boys and girls, she's done it. She's brought an adulting win. This week, we finally got our new floors in at the place. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so... I'm counting that as a win because it's been months in the works and it's finally happened and there's been so many phone calls and we all know that adults hate talking on the phone (laughs) and so many negotiations. But, yes, I'm very excited and happy. We did have to essentially move out and move back in again, which was not a vibe, but we did what we had to do. Lots
0: of furniture moving. Yeah, lots of
1: furniture moving. But, yeah, for context, the carpet in our place was, like, really worn and gross, like maybe – Rotted? I don't know. Ugh. It was like water damage. Stopping in gross conversation oh, to our podcast. Sorry. Sorry. It's it's fine. It's safe. Like the building in pest said it was healthy, <laughs> but it just like didn't look the best. And For someone also, with sensitive skin. Yeah, exactly. It is Also like any type of carpet really flares my eczema up and my feet are not looking pretty. Mm. So this is kinda gross. But anyway, uh good riddance. Mm-hmm. Now we just have to get the place painted and then we will have fixed like all the major issues and Like I feel like now we can like fully move in, like hang up all the art and do like the finishing touches because we didn't want to do that and then have to just like take it all
0: back down again.
1: Yeah, it's going to just feel nice and fresh and clean and homey.
0: Oh, I'm very happy for you. That's very exciting. Yes. What about you? (sighs) Um. Love the deep sigh. Good start. (laughs) I think we all know I'm bringing a fail this week. Sad face. Um, the curtain saga continues. Oh no. <laughs> so I finally got the curtains taken up. The ones that I ran over with my vacuum cleaner a few <laughs> episodes ago that I told you all about. So I was trying to put these back up and I took the bulb off the end of the rod. The bulb. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how there's a, a large end? Yeah. You're like actual curtain rods, like instead yeah. of the clip ones or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Yep. And they go over the rod. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you should know, you bought the curtains for me, but anyway. I also do have those <laughs> rod things in my old bedroom. <laughs> um, these ones go over the pole and I thought it would be ease, like I actually, because Lockie took them off the first time, so I didn't even know how it worked and I just assumed that you took the bulb off the end and then screwed it back on once you'd put the curtains on. Maybe that's the case with some curtain rods, but not these ones. Oh, no. And I broke them. Oh, my (laughs) God. So you actually were supposed to like unscrew it from the middle of the pole and then put them on and then put the middle of the pole back together. Right. But that wasn't clear to me. Um, clearly. Well
1: that's what I would have done. <laughs>
0: yeah. Anyway. I feel like that
1: was logical at least. <laughs> okay, thank
0: you. I thought I might have just been really silly, but um yeah, so that when I screwed the the bulbs off each end, uh the thing that was holding well that allowed them to be screwed together came off in the middle of oh, the rod. No. So there's like this like screw loose in the middle of the <laughs> just like rattles around and oh. I'm never gonna get it back because I, I mean I can't fix it because it's like in the it's gone rod yeah I don't but can you notice like is it okay well I can't put the bulbs back on
1: oh so you've just yeah. got naked rods yeah oh
0: it looks a bit weird look don't really know what you to can do. fix it one day I'm maybe just, it's a future me problem <laughs> I'll get to it one day maybe <laughs> As we mentioned, we
1: have a very special guest joining us this week, so we can discuss a topic that I've literally been dying to discuss (laughs) and will discuss at any opportunity given to me, and that is middle child syndrome. And that guest is, as we said, Nikisha Plumridge. I've had the privilege of having Nikisha as one of my best friends since grade six, and as you probably have guessed by now, one of the things that we bonded over most over the years is our position in the family food chain,
2: both (laughs) sitting very firmly in the middle child camp it's a serious condition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm really looking forward to this chat because as the youngest in my family I definitely do not understand what it's like to be the middle child. We hope that you find this chat interesting if you are like me and also not the middle child or relatable if you are like Tessa and Nikisha, and are the middle child in your family. I feel like it's very
1: debated that middle child syndrome even exists if you're not actually a middle child. Especially especially if you're the baby. Yes. Oh (laughs) Oh,
0: yes. (laughs) Okay so this first question is just for you Nikisha, because we already talked to Tessa about her win or fail this week but did you have an adulting win or fail this week? I have had an adulting win. I knew you were gonna have a win. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's a very good adult.
1: Well yeah she yeah she is.
2: It's a small win but um, it was enough that I called my mum to tell her that. That
1: is the definition of an adulting win. Um, So,
2: obviously, it's coming to a very busy time with work um, as a school teacher. so I decided to reward myself by having a whole day at shopping at Indro, or (laughs) Indropoli, for those who don't know that shopping centre, and I was there for about four or five hours, so I went to go and pay for my parking, and they hadn't registered my licence plate, so my parking was free. Oh my gosh, that's so good. It was a pretty good day. I was that pretty is happy. So, that is
0: awesome. <laughs>
2: yeah, I feel like also you surely you would have spent enough to get free parking anyway, right? Oh look, but every time I do that, by the time I get up to my car, yeah. I'm like I'll just pay my six dollars. Yeah. But then right. I didn't have to, so it was yeah, pretty good win.
1: That is a win. It's a money saving win too. Britt, you'd be proud. Is, <laughs> is that
0: you being a good adult? Or uh. is that just luck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your bank got to win, Both yeah. Your bank got win, <laughs> yeah. <But> well, <laughs> all the other money I spent probably. <laughs> Balance is that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's jump straight into the questions. I've already touched on this, but I feel like middle child syndrome is something people who aren't the middle child don't really understand, i.e. me. For anyone who has never heard of middle child syndrome, it's defined by Wikipedia. The most reliable resource on the internet. <laughs> as fear feel- <laughs> As the feeling of exclusion directly due to your placement in the family's birth order, i.e. the older sibling is strong-willed and holds more responsibility and the youngest sibling is the baby and requires more parental attention, leaving the middle child sandwiched in between. Healthline defines it more broadly as a term to describe how being a middle child shapes one's personality and outlook on life. Basically, it's not a psychological disorder or anything like that um, that officially exists. So can you both tell us what your definitions of middle child syndrome are? Yes. Do you want me to go first? Sure. So I would say, and we have
1: touched on this, middle child syndrome is widely disagreed upon, mainly between (laughs) middle children and children who sit anywhere else in the ranks. (laughs) And I say this based very much around heated conversations I've had with non-middle children on the topic before. (laughs) It's not as you said, like an official diagnosis, but I think Nikisha, you would agree that it's definitely played a huge part in my life and shaping who I am. Yeah, definitely. I think to me being a middle child means you get a little bit lost and misunderstood as you, like you said, Brett, you are sandwiched between other siblings. And so there's like a few things that to me, it's been about like striving for perfection or to please everyone in order to get noticed or to get attention. Like in my experience, And without meaning to parents can see the middle child as like capable enough to handle themselves while they look after the, like the new baby sibling, which I guess should be taken as a compliment, but just can like, you're a kid, you don't know. It just makes you feel like you're forgotten. And I mean, literally forgotten. Like I was left places, um, like my parents actually (laughs) nearly left me at a family event because they thought that each (laughs) other had me. They didn't. (laughs) Well, I have good parents, I was about to say, yeah, I am very lucky with my parents and family. So definitely don't we sound ungrateful. No, not at all. Yeah. And like we both love our families and it's just a small part of like a bigger family dynamic, would you say?
2: Yeah. And we wouldn't be the people we are today without being the middle child. So it's important to understand that there's the pros and cons. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: And so, uh, yeah, look. I'm definitely not the favorite child. (laughs) I feel though that I was the easiest child (laughs) as in like never broke the rules, goody two-shoe vibes, which I think definitely came down to. I mean, probably part of my personality, but also being a middle child. And I don't know if you had a similar experience, but I think we, a big part of it is like we play off the identities of our siblings. So we end up building who we are and our identities by carving out opposite paths to what our siblings do. Mm. Just like to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. To find your, your own self yeah. identity. Role. Yeah. yeah your I own think role. also for you, because you
2: were the younger sister of a sister, whereas mine was being a younger sister to a brother, that was very confusing. Um, but I think it's different in that way because obviously it's easier to compare a girl to a girl yeah. versus mm. a boy to a girl. So in that case, mine was slightly different.
1: Oh yeah, but I also, a big part of like what defined being a middle child for me is that I felt like I was like kind of punished for when I was born and who I was as a person. Like in my parents' eyes, I was fully capable and didn't need the attention, so I didn't get it. But for me, I felt like that was a punishment. Mm. if that makes sense um and my mum was also a middle child so I was like mate you know what this is like and yet you're following the same pattern (laughs) but it's very much worth noting that my perspective of this all is very different from how my parents feel and they would say that this was like not at all the case but they do still tease me about middle child syndrome to this day.
0: That is interesting. Yeah, yeah that was a
1: really long-winded definition. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nikesha?
2: Um, I have always, I don't know, my family's had, I guess you could call it a mantra for me complaining about being the middle child. <laughs> um, so we've always said the eldest, Child creates the rules, middle child suffers the rules, and youngest child breaks the rules. 100% agree with that. And that that is literally the definition of our life. Um, As Tessa said earlier, I won't say I'm not the favourite. My two brothers have moved away, so it's a lot easier for me to be the favourite now because I'm the only one that (laughs) my parents can can be with. Um, But I do think the middle child ends up being the easiest child, so they don't have to sort of put in that... I don't know, it's not effort but just more guidance whereas we sort of, yeah, are a bit more independent. um, Left to our own devices. Yeah, so I think in that respect we can be the favourite at times because they don't have to really do anything and we just do our own thing (laughs) and succeed in doing that.
0: (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) I think it's really interesting what you were saying just there about um, the roles of each child and if they break the rules or make the rules just I I mean I don't come from a family of three children I'm only coming from a family of two so there's just the youngest and the oldest but I know in my mother's case it's quite um out of the ordinary and that's all I've ever known because she's the oldest and she was the rule follower and then the middle child in her family broke all the rules and oh, she got really upset mm. and she kind of fell into the role of being the middle child. Mm. So yeah, that is a bit of a spanner in the works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well I do think it like obviously is a case by case basis, mm. but Nikisha. And I, I think I... she is the
1: um outlier <laughs> of like yeah, yeah, definitely. the norm. <laughs> yeah. And I think we'll talk about this, but I think but Nikisha and I we also like fall really similar mm. in terms of like where we are a middle
0: child so it's I like think exactly yeah, the same. exactly the same mm. so I think which is probably why. why you guys bonded so much as well though yeah, yeah. Well, another contributor <laughs> that's it we only <laughs> like each other because we're both <laughs> middle children. <It's laughs> the only thing we have in common <laughs> okay so a bit of background where do you both fall as the middle children so like age gaps and siblings uh so I have look my family situation is actually complicated so there's
2: two parts with split family so i'm just going to focus on the people i lived with because that's how i fall into being a middle child otherwise i'm technically a half middle child the other way. If so you share. I would share it. Um, so I have an older brother who is eight years older and then a younger brother who is just over two years younger. So, so which, you're
0: the only um, girl in your family, um, in your siblings. Technically in, the, in that, that little small there. bubble. Yeah.
2: Um, yes. So the fact that I was a girl with a older and younger brother, um, I think it definitely impacted how my middle child syndrome Um, was seen, obviously um, I was very close with my mum. She wanted a girl really badly. So uh, some of the things I didn't really see, whereas other families that I know that have middle child, I'll put a shout out to Miss Marnie Vuxen. Oh, um, yes. She 100% is middle child and they constantly just call her the other child, oh. not even the middle child. <gasps> She's, <laughs> the <same.
1: laughs> She's the same like older sister, younger brother as yeah, right. to me. So. Okay. Okay. We
2: love you Vuxens, but we do. <laughs> definitely the middle child syndrome <laughs> <laughs> over there.
1: Marnie, you're one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Yeah, so I feel like we've kind of discussed this and you would know from previous episodes that I fall smack bang in the middle of the three. So my older sister is also eight years older than me and my younger brother is just under two years younger than me. Yeah, so Nikisha and I are super similar. So yeah, the close gap, I think, between my younger brother and I definitely emphasizes the middle child syndrome. And I think yeah, you feel definitely. the same, Nikesha, Yeah, because we both went from being the youngest to the middle child in really quick succession. Yeah, right. We didn't get
2: to be the... Baby, baby for a very long time yeah. Aww,
1: and it's it, taken away from you and anytime <laughs> that we were the baby like we were too young to yeah. even remember, I remember it. like and mum, i don't know my mum always says to me that i was born a middle child like yeah always showed (laughs) I know (laughs) it's like like she knew that it was coming and so yeah I think as well with my sister being so much older some of like the oldest child characteristics also fell on me Mm. in terms of like the high standards overachiever like follow the rules kind of thing um and so yeah that's kind of like how I feel about it and where I fall. But yeah, definitely different having an older sister and a younger brother when in my case, my parents really wanted another boy or a boy, sorry. When so you were born. When down. I was born.
0: Yeah. So that's so what you were immediately a disappointment <laughs> I was
1: yep. and I was I'm just kidding <laughs> but I was dressed in boy, uh, boy clothes. clothes I had a boy haircut and so yeah and I was like a really girly girl so you can you imagine still are. I, yeah but you can imagine how much of a challenge that was so I'm sure my parents were delighted when they
0: did end up having a boy not that that changed what they did with me anyway, but. <laughs> Okay. So let's delve into this middle child syndrome a little bit more. What, like, can you explain what some of the key indicators of being a middle child are? Other than, you know, being born yeah. in the middle. Being, <laughs> yeah. The obvious.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think for me, the key was like always trying to excel and never rebel. Yeah. did you have that yeah that's, um, a, mantra.
0: that's excel, a mantra excel, excel, never, never rebel. <laughs> excel.
1: <laughs> um I don't know I just like always felt like my parents had enough to worry about with the other siblings that I didn't want them to have to worry about me and I didn't want to cause any drama and so I was kind of always labeled as like the strong one but like mm. when I did want to be vulnerable or needed to mm. be vulnerable I either found it really hard to open up and mm. I still struggle with that like mm. to open up and yeah like share things or because sometimes when I did they had other things going on like with my younger like brother. asking for help kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. yeah it was sometimes like disregarded and I think it's also another layer into it that my brother as a baby was born like quite sick so mm. he really needed all the attention whereas um yeah I think that made a difference as well because they couldn't really deal with me when they had to deal with him mm. and so yeah but yeah I agree it
2: very similar so my younger brother was also born very ill oh Um, wow yeah so I think a lot of the it's not that the attention was always on them but obviously they had to prioritize um, as any family does and I think in our eyes we saw it as neglect (laughs) which we were not (laughs) neglected (laughs) we were fed we were fine but I think you know seeing this baby you know that's now getting all the attention. Just coming
1: and taking yeah, it take from it away. <laughs> And I
2: think because we had such a big gap from our older siblings, mm-hmm. like my brother moved out when I was well, 11 or 12. Yeah, so they sort of didn't have to deal with the home situation. So yeah. it's sort of then, like Tessa said, you then almost became the oldest sibling with like the pressure but you were still in the middle there, mm. which I think has definitely
0: impacted and as well. because your parents would still be at that point thinking of the one that's just moved out and worrying about them. Yep. So yep. even yep. though you become the oldest, are you really getting that attention? No, no, <laughs> we still get it wrong. They can do it, but it's still wrong when we do it. <laughs> exactly.
2: I think,
0: I think it's funny as well what you just said there about your... Um, brother being sick and like getting the attention and then like you kind of not getting the attention anymore because even as a family of two my brother my mom had to like convince him to accept me <laughs> yeah because yeah. like as a child you're never going to enjoy getting the attention taken off you when a new child comes along yeah. so I, I can relate a little bit to that like my mom to the point was going to name me Monica because the only word that my brother could say at that point oh, was a <laughs> <laughs> and she was like okay if he can say her name he'll love her <laughs> that's so funny
1: strategy Debbie <laughs> I feel like as well like you said the big age gap between the two meant that, like, the old, like our older siblings when we were born, there wasn't so much, like, that need for the fight of attention because yeah. they were capable of playing yeah. and looking after themselves. Yeah. When, and they could understand as well. Like, you can yeah. kind of explain it to them more. Mm-hmm. Whereas the two-year-old can't, you can't explain that no, to them. Like no. they don't know, Oh, your yeah. little brother's sick. I need to do more stuff with yeah. him or he has more needs. Yeah. You don't get that. Whereas no. when you're eight, I feel like you can be explained it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And so another key characteristic for me was like, I always chased praise as a way to get attention because I felt like I had to prove myself. So like, for example, if I got a good grade at school, it was just the expected. It was like, Oh, yep. Yeah. Tick. Another A, great or whatever it was. Um, But if my brother got brag, (laughs) yeah, overachiever, could have been a B, could have been a B. Um, But if my brother got like an average grade, biggest celebration. We'd go out to dinner. He'd get presents. Oh my gosh! So yeah, it was just just for turning
2: up to the exam.
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like my gifts, my brother's gotten from getting good grades. It's fun. It's fun.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: (laughs) <laughs> um yeah did you, yeah obviously you had a similar yeah and experience. I think
2: obviously like Tessa and my personality are similar but then there's also differences whereas I think my coping strategy was to be just like this silent <laughs> achiever who just didn't want I don't know the attention yeah like, in that
0: way won't disturb the calm or whatever yeah and
2: so and I think also because my older brother sort of hadn't really gone down the university path and was wasn't struggling love you but you know was trying to find his niche and all of that and I think I knew straight away what I wanted to do and so I just you know I guess you could say did the right things and took the right steps and all of that so they didn't need to in in, in, quotation quotation marks (laughs) yeah and so they didn't really need to sort of guide me into the right thing to do or have that extra support so I just Mm. sort of was happy to do my own thing and achieve that oh, with the flow quietly whereas
0: <laughs>
1: I wanted to be praised <laughs> give me the attention
0: please <laughs> that is interesting yeah a bit different in that aspect yes yeah. we are I also did you hate when people
1: fight like hey yeah you were the peacekeeper yeah yeah I hmm. always mediated things like I w- I'm a huge empath so I would protect other people if I couldn't like stand up for them Only in my family life. can't do that outside. Sorry, I tried. It's terrifying. It's (laughs) terrifying. Um, Yeah,
2: yeah, I had Peacemaker as my um, notes. And I think for me, it was almost, that's also where like my parents came to me. Like if there was sort of like a... Oh, your siblings are fighting. Yeah, they're fighting. Or like if mum and dad, you know, there's like maybe a disagreement which was normally over the other siblings. And then because we just did the right thing. So they'd come for our opinion. And I was like, I'm not or bad up Or like back up, here. up or yeah. whatever. And then you'd like be, like, I'm not on your side. I'm not on her side. Like it's, yeah. I'm just in the yep. middle. middle, born
0: in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Definition in the middle. middle yeah.
1: <laughs> like I'm Switzerland. Yep.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I definitely think you like, you want them not to fight because you know that they're going to end up coming and asking you mm. what side are you on. But for our whole life, we've been in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So I was never like put in that situation per se, but both my parents would come to me and, like, yeah, like, I don't know. They felt like they could talk to me about everything, which was good, but also meant that I was much more aware of a lot of things going on in the family dynamic than Mm -hmm. my other siblings. I I, I feel like that means that that we're kind of better at negotiating.
2: Yeah. And I think that's what, like, with work not that I really have to negotiate but you have a lot
1: of kids to negotiate with
2: (laughs) so I think it does help especially in like um more when I'm dealing with the other teachers in that I'll try and get everyone's side and make it like a happy I don't know not that everyone wins but making sure that everyone feels like they've been heard. I think that's sort of Mm. what I do now with work. And then I put it on myself if someone's not happy and I try and solve that problem. People
1: pleasing. Yeah,
2: so it's interesting. That is
0: interesting, but also I feel like probably like a really good quality to have as a teacher to make yeah. like to be making sure that every kid is heard and stuff yeah Look, I'm sure the kids appreciate not, it <laughs> <laughs> I most of the time I try but you try yeah. yeah
2: and I definitely think yeah that's definitely something from middle child syndrome yeah.
1: I think that makes such a difference though to kids mm. but yeah I think as well like where we were good at compromising and like really had to work for anything we wanted like for example I'm giving lots of examples because I feel like it's the best way to like really represent how it was. I'm not trying to throw my family under the bus. They're wonderful. But um, for example, I really wanted a pet guinea pig. Really, really wanted a pet guinea pig. So the deal was if I fully looked after our pet birds for a month. (laughs) How many pets did you have? We had a lot at one stage. (laughs) But anyway, if I fully looked after our pet birds for a month, then I could get a guinea pig. Like I could prove that I could look after it myself and be responsible and that. So I did that, of course. I did get a guinea pig, but both my siblings also got guinea pigs. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. I did all the hard work. Yeah. That's just how it was. I feel like our successes
2: go across everyone. Yeah. I found, interestingly, I did a bit of research um, before this chat Love and that. I f- saw that a lot of the, the oldest child traits I also have, which I think mm-hmm. sort of was what we we're talking about before where because of that big age gap um, from our older sibling, we sort of fall in between those two, um, which I think was like the independence and strong willed, where I think not all middle child have that. Yeah. Like they sort of they're independent but it might be in a different sort of way. So I thought mm. that was a bit interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think as well though, the independence thing is like we're left alone so we have to yeah. be independent it's not about like them having all this extra
2: help from yeah. mum and dad the golden child yeah. pushing through exactly so I think in some ways it was like forced independence yeah yeah which I'm
0: thankful for now but 100% did not
2: like it when I was 13
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay what is the funniest memory from your childhood that happened as a result of you being a middle child or like um, an experience that happened which you reacted to uniquely as a middle child. I'm so excited for this question. <laughs> go ahead. Okay, I can give us. Alright.
1: So there are like so many stories I could choose from, but I'm gonna choose the memory that I'm still holding on to and <laughs> am the most bitter about Are you a little
0: bit begrudged? <laughs> I'm so so <laughs> bitter about
1: it. So as I mentioned, I was a really girly girl when I was a little girl. All I wanted was a pink bike with like that white wicker basket on the front and like the tassels on the handlebars. Oh, yeah, Did genial. you have one? Yeah, yeah, I had one. Sorry, Tesla. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I always dreamed of. Is that and a tear from. rolling down your face? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, I think you can guess by now that that is not what I got. So instead of going to the bike shop to pick out my bike... Did you get
0: a boy bike or something? I
1: did. (laughs) (laughs) I got to pick out a bike. No, my younger brother got to pick out my bike so that he could grow into it. Right. And so, of course, and Elo obviously takes after him, he wanted a dinosaur bike. So I got... A dinosaur bike. (laughs) I was like. Wait, what do you mean? Did it have like. had dinosaurs all over it. It was like a (laughs) khaki green color or brown with dinosaurs all over it. like colored, multicolored dinosaurs. Oh my God. And so this is like completely opposite to like what my little girl hopes and dreams were of having a bike. Like this was my very first bike and it was, or my very first bike without training wheels. Which which is very
0: exciting. Yeah. It's so funny like knowing you and who you are that this happened to you. Well, can you imagine? me being a little girl,
1: and I was I was mortified. I was riding around going, "Oh my gosh, everyone's going to think that I'm not like." I felt like I was like, I was like, "Everyone's going to think that I'm not the person I am because like this is not my identity. This bike is just not me." Tessa loves dinosaurs. Yeah, and it didn't help that like I'd already spent a lot of my earlier years being dressed in boys' clothes with boy haircuts. So I'd already been mistaken for a boy You're a like lot of times. Fighting this <laughs> exactly, and all I wanted to be was a girl and once I grew out of this bike my time again came to pick another bike yep the same thing happened oh my god are you are kidding <laughs> he picked out the exact same dinosaur di- dinosaur he picked out the exact same dinosaur bike in the next size in up. the next size up <laughs> so I didn't get one but I got two dinosaur bikes oh my gosh and I feel like you can hear my eyes rolling through the mic like i I don't know what happened after then. I think I gave up on the whole bike thing. I didn't really, wasn't really into it anymore. <laughs> Can you beat that? Can you- no, <laughs> mine is
2: definitely not as. Um- Dramatic? <laughs> dramatic or
0: heart-drawing. <laughs> um, <Restoring>. destroying <laughs> it is a little bit heartbreaking. It's <laughs> really sad. I kind of want to buy you a little pink yeah, white bike. bike.
1: <laughs> I just like, can you imagine me with my little pigtails, like wanting to have, like, wear pink clothes and be on a girly bike and I'm in boy clothes on a dinosaur bike going, <laughs>
2: I'm a girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, yeah,
2: my story is definitely not as exciting as Tessa's. Um, I actually called my parents when I had these questions put forward and said, Oh, when do you think I was the most, I guess you could say, dramatic or the time where you remember it standing out? And my parents both said the exact same story. Oh, that's interesting. Um, in my family, whenever we wanted to watch something on TV or do something, it was always down to a vote. And so okay. obviously with very two, it, was, <laughs> it was everything. Um, what's for dinner? What's on TV oh my Gosh but two boys, <laughs> two were they, boys they up versus on one girl meant that I always lost. And I remember crying many times saying to Mum, This is not fair, and she said, Well, that's just life. Oh my <laughs> gosh, my mum
1: said the same thing. <laughs> Life's not fair, darling. Yeah. And that was <laughs> I think all my mum said that as well,
2: yeah. There I think were maybe a few occasions where I would like be home first and so I'd put something on the TV. And I would be able to force them to watch it. So I know my brothers have watched like burlesque and center stage, mm-hmm. which they've said in their later lives has actually helped them to um, pick, pick up, pick girls. up girls. So yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> Could have done it more. Um, and so this one particular time, my dad wins a lot of stuff through work. And so he'd won this like race car. You know, when you go to like an arcade or like bowling and you can like sit in like a simulator, like a yeah. race yep, car yep. simulator. So it was just, like, one that you could like plug into the playstation oh. sounds a bit weird but oh, it concept? was cool it was like a really cool thing anyways obviously we always had to vote as to who got to go on it first oh no and so my oldest brother always got the first one because he was the oldest, oldest. and then it was obviously boys can race faster than girls so they're my younger brother and so I it always ran out of time. So I just never got to do it. And then one time I did, I was terrible because I never got to practice. I always just had to watch them. <laughs> and so I remember one day staying home from school and I spent my whole day oh, <laughs> practicing. on this simula- simulator trying to practice to beat them. And although it's not, Like Tess's, that was a really sad moment that I spent my day doing because it was all about the boys getting up on me and that I was the girl and I did. I had to prove myself and then my parents sold it and (laughs) yeah. It's a bit sad. So you built up these skills. And yeah, and then it was
1: gone. I wonder <laughs> if you got in one of those simulators now, if you'd still be really good. I was still terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: like, it is true. I'm definitely not as good as them. I
1: think it's interesting how gender's come into this chat more than I thought it was going to. Yeah, I yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely think for me it was um, more of the, the play in our... Know? issues yes. um going up.
1: <laughs> well if you'd like any other stories, I have many more I could pull out of <laughs> <in> my toolbox.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they'll pop up in future. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I touched on some definitions of middle child syndrome before, but Alfred Adler is actually the person who coined the concept of middle child syndrome. He believed that the birth order had a significant and predictable impact on a child's personality and their feelings of inferiority. Do you think that being a middle child has impacted the development of your personality and how you hold yourself as a person? Do you think that you exhibit some key personality mm-hmm. traits associated with being a middle child? Oh, 100%. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could kind of guess your answers <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> <or asking. laughs> I feel like we could be spotted as
1: middle children from like <laughs> a mile away.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, there they are. Oh, the middle children. children. <laughs> Yeah, look, I think we've sort of gone through this a bit, but obviously a lot of the traits of, you know, being the peacemaker Mm -hmm. and um, making sure that everyone's happy and sort of being that sort of underlying child that just sort of goes through life and, (laughs) I don't know, just does what they're meant to do. (laughs) um, I think that's definitely evident now in my life um so yeah as a teacher as I mentioned earlier I have to manage people and children and I think that's definitely helped um as being a middle child I don't think I would have had those traits if I didn't have a younger brother life would be so different mm-hmm, um, yes. <laughs> but I think especially being to between two brothers I think that's definitely impacted um the person I am today and definitely like Tessa said I think you can spot a middle child I know I see kids in the classroom and I think I sympathize with them mm-hmm. more yeah um because I know what they're going through and <laughs> you can see their little little hearts because their mums like dropped them off at the drop and go was like bye <laughs> and the other ones like was walked to the door for like the first five years of schooling <laughs> and the baby's Mood. like still in mum's arms so I don't know I can still see it and I do sort of feel for them but then I feel like saying come on it'll be like it's you'll be the you better
1: person this. in yeah. the end yeah. um yeah definitely worth it in the long run yeah I always say that like
0: hey nothing against
1: but I always say that like if I do ever have kids there's no way i'm having kids and not having a middle child 100 because, yeah, because i need to like make sure that
2: they're like the favorite yeah. child <laughs> there's a reason you have two arms like yeah. you can only have two kids that's what my mom says now oh my oh god, god. <laughs> that's what she says and i'm like mum, you have three kids and she's like yeah
1: <laughs> so savage well
2: i'm sorry my mum didn't
1: ever say that But I think like the biggest personality trait that I have now is my avoidance of conflict and drama. And like, I just like can't, I can't Mm. handle any of it. And I also think like, I kind of like have a little bit of insecurity from it too. Like I'm definitely need more reassurance than like your Mm. average person and hate the feeling of being left out, which means that I always make such a big effort to make sure that everyone's included, that everyone's, yeah, happy. Mm. Everyone's like taken care of and yeah so I think that's like probably the biggest part of it for me.
2: That's something where because like the oldest brother didn't want parties mum was like okay no problem my younger brother like didn't really have the the friends to invite so every year it was what are we doing all of the energy yeah. Into the party. So, <laughs> wow. which yeah was sort of well, like an odd trait from yeah. the middle child because obviously i was getting all oh. the attention mm-hmm. but i'm not someone who likes attention <laughs> so once again is opposite yeah, yeah it's like
0: in every other situation you're not given the attention and then <laughs> it's your birthday it's like oh, i don't know what everything to do. <laughs> yep.
2: and Yeah, and even my dad said when i was younger i used to like run away from the parties and just sit <laughs> and be like i don't have enough time to say hello to everyone oh. <laughs> so i don't that's know so i stressful. think that came out <laughs> in like a different way of being a middle child but it was more about yeah, because the other two didn't mm-hmm. want it or couldn't do it and so it was all put on Had me and think, once again peacemaker yeah. so you just do it and you go along you want to please your
0: parents I think yeah. that is interesting because if you are uh, like dynamically the normal youngest or like the stereotypical youngest and you always get the attention and then when it's your birthday you probably would be used to it and react yeah. to like having big parties yeah. differently than yeah. you might
1: have. Whereas me I, f- I feel like my birthday was the one time that I actually got attention and so I thrive. And that's why her and birthday that's goes why. for a month <laughs> festival. Yeah so that's why like my birthday I think it's such a big deal because it's the one day in the year that I got all the attention and like <laughs> that I got the party and that I gotta be that and so I feel like that's why I like love my birthday so much and why it's such a big deal to me which I've never really connected the dots on until now <laughs> I'm just like having a um a bit of an epiphany, an epiphany. Yeah. yes yes I think that's in hindsight that's 100% why I love birthdays so much
0: <laughs> well there you go that's another part of middle child syndrome that I hadn't uh, realized until now so we've kind of just been touching on your relationship with your siblings. Do you think the dynamic with your siblings is influenced by your respective birth orders being the middle child? I guess 100%. Okay. <laughs> um, but I also think the older we get, the easier it is.
2: Yeah, I think so. And I think the fact that for me, my brothers don't live in Brisbane anymore. Mm. Um, and so that sort of has played an impact and I've sort of, Become an only child, which Mm. I still, we still talk to my brothers and (laughs) sisters. It's just not said to us. (laughs) But obviously, COVID, like we couldn't travel to see them. And so I was then getting like
0: everything. And
2: so I almost then sympathized with only children because I thought, wow, like to have to be that person all the time. Mm.
1: Give it to me. Yeah, Kidding, I love whereas my that is like,
2: <laughs> no, I don't think I could be like that. So then it made me think. Well, I'm lucky that I've you know had siblings to share that, spread the love. Um, yeah. So I think that's definitely been been interesting. by love. Yeah, lots and lots of love. Um, <laughs> and I do I love my brothers and all the rest of it. But when we're back together, it's like an instant thirteen again. How and
1: Yeah, we want to kill okay. each other. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like for me, it's a bit different. Because I think, they're like I think growing up for us was harder and obviously we still all live in Brisbane and like are all really close. Like up until a month ago, my brother and I still lived at home with my parents and my sister literally lives down the road. So I think like it's interesting growing up because you – with our older siblings being so much older we kind of went from being like the cute younger siblings to the annoying younger siblings when you just wanted them to love you so much and Mm. then you're all of a sudden like not allowed in their bedroom and when they have friends over you're not allowed to talk to them and things like that 100 percent um and then with my (laughs) younger brother because the age difference was so close we were always just like bundled together like kind of like we were twins Mm. and people used to mistake us for twins all the time And so like, I don't know, an example of this is I and we've kind of like touched on it, but like I, we used to have to wait until a certain age to be able to do things. So like, for example, um, when my sister was with us, she was always the oldest, so she always got to sit in the front seat and so amen yes my gosh Yes. and so when I was finally allowed to sit in this front seat I was like yes oldest always gets the front seat I'm the oldest so every time it's just my brother and I I get the front seat absolutely not we took never yep
0: (laughs) actually we just weren't allowed to
2: sit in the front seat we had to sit in the back because the fight was just too much even though my my older brother always just got the front seat
0: this is so interesting because like Yeah, I said before I'm in a family of two and this happened to me as well. So until I was old enough, my brother like was a bit older than me. He was allowed to sit in the front always on the way to school. And then when I was old enough, we went into sharing. And I was like, what about the years that he's been having to sit in the front on his own? Like, why can't I just have it for two years or whatever?
1: I think though, like, the older we get, these scenarios are less likely to happen. Like we don't fight over the front seat anymore. And like, it's definitely different now that we don't live together And we all kind of, like, are running our own paths, I guess. So I feel like we're not just – we're just not exposed to that dynamic and those relationships within the family So more. So, like – i think it's good because it means i can just focus on what my relationship is with my parents and each of my siblings rather than like watching everyone's relationships and the whole dynamic play out
0: okay so we've talked about siblings what about your parents um from what i've read there's this common belief that middle children have distant relationships with their parents can you talk to this a little bit like do you think that being a middle child affects your relationship with your parents um, for me this isn't like entirely
1: true like we all know how close I am with my parents but I can also see like very clearly how it could have impacted it. Mm. I think it's just like more down to like who I am as a person and my personality that I didn't let it necessarily impact
0: it. Were you still really close with your parents as a child? Yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's always been really really close with mm-hmm. my parents but I, Even after the two dinosaur bags, I yeah. probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Excel never bel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just
1: like was the ultimate peacekeeper. Like, and and also there was, I mean. I, I used to get really angry and frustrated and I think, like, confused. But I also, like, loved my parents so much that I just, like, could never see that ruining my relationship. But there was, yeah, definitely a time period in particular, like, mainly in my early 20s when I, like, really resented it and, like, kind of started to realise that how I – like, when you're in the moment and you're growing up, that's what your normal is. You don't really realise that there's anything different. But I think when I got older and was starting to, like, see witness other dynamics and talk to other people about it, yeah, I like did struggle and I like kind of noticed that I was having those feelings. And so I like put my hand up and say, I did go and see a psychologist about it. Um, and like found ways to let go of it and accept it a bit more and see it like as yeah, a benefit rather than a hindrance. But, yeah. and I don't know if I, I, I probably would have come to it as I all like matured, I probably would have come to those conclusions anyway. But I think like I did at that time need professional help to like get through it
2: Mm. I am extremely close to my parents and always have been um and I think there are people like middle children out there that probably aren't as close to their parents and I think they're more those children that took the whole independence like really really literally (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah and like were those ones that like left home straight away and all of that and I I do wonder if it's like we obviously both stayed home quite a while after we finished school mm-hmm. and I think maybe that was a this is like our time still like we, yeah, we felt like we missed, time. <laughs> missed out on something in our childhood and so now it's our chance.
0: Okay so out, let's go outside the family now do you think that this middle child persona expands outside of your relationships with your siblings and your um, parents and impacts other relationships or areas of your life so like maybe with your friends mm-hmm.
1: or? Yeah I think like it really i feel like i've kind of touched on this but really impacted my like attachment style especially being born so like with a sibling so close to me like i think i should have done some more research on this but it's something to do with middle children when the younger sibling is born so close that you don't properly attach to either of your parents because that time where you're bonding with your parents is actually now split
0: Right. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's what the psychologist talked to me about too. <laughs> um <laughs> but it, like again so it's obviously something I've worked through but it can as I mentioned, be really hard for me to open up to people or I can go the opposite end and become like too attached to people Mm -hmm. and rely on that person for like reassurance or happiness or like what they think of me can like make or break me.
2: Um, As Tessa said, I definitely find it difficult to open up to people um, still to this day. Um, (laughs) It's definitely something that I should probably see someone about but, you know, we'll just keep working through it. Um, and I do think it definitely impacts um, my relationships with other people. Obviously, I am single and have been single for a very long time. And I think it's definitely something that I over-analyze everything because I'm trying to picture sort of like what the end could be. And I think that's more I just... I don't want people to judge and once mm. again that's that people pleaser like oh mm. they might not like how I do this or that or whatever it is um so it's, it's like that
1: vulnerability thing yeah
2: so I think I just as my mom says I have a big f off on my forehead <laughs> um which I don't think I mean to it's just that that's how I've I don't know sort of my built up that wall to not sort of get hurt um, being in the – and I don't know if that's a middle child thing or if that's just a personality thing, but –
1: Yeah, well, I think it's kind of that thing that, like – because we're not used to getting attention, so when someone – we, like, kind of don't trust it. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, like – maybe – I mean, I'm just spitballing here, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes if you get that – if someone does show you genuine attention, I'm like – Oh, what? Why yeah. do you like me? This is yeah. this is weird. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Asia sure brothers, yeah. Like, so it is that like you've kind of built a wall because you're not used to it. So you're you're fine by yourself, yeah. And so when someone does want to be a part of that, you're like, yeah, like, yeah. Hold up, one hundred percent. I think what
2: you were saying about that like attachment mm-hmm. earlier—that you're sort of thinking, well, you know, are you going to be here, or yeah. is this going to be a long-term thing? And so I think, yeah, my subconscious has just. decided not to attach Mm. to anything yeah and I
1: go through waves like with JJ sometimes I'm like yeah like super affectionate being like yeah like love me and then I'm like
0: okay bye bye need some space see ya I think that is interesting and maybe like not purely for middle children maybe like Mm. children who um come from a family with a dynamic where they haven't got that attention for some reason Mm. whether they be the middle Mm. or the youngest or the oldest like just from what they've grown up in those experiences so it is interesting that you both kind of feel that and I think it probably does expand out in some ways or Mm. I mean people could develop that same kind of attachment style from other lived experiences oh yeah mm, yeah for sure So you've both shared a few examples from your childhood, but how do you think being a middle child still impacts you now that you're in your 20s?
2: Um, We talked about the fact that my brothers don't live um, close by anymore, and so that definitely impacts it. Um, But I think now we just joke about it more. There's definitely still little things that happen, especially Mm -hmm. with my younger brother, Mm -hmm. Um,
1: like parents still paying for his phone, but that's a whole nother situation. (laughs) (laughs) It's just something I think that, in our 20s mm-hmm. we can rationalize a bit more mm-hmm. that i definitely couldn't as a kid or an yeah. MC teenager or as a like young adult yeah. so i think like now I kind of just like see being a middle child a little bit like it's my superpower. I know that's super lame, but they say like the middle child turns out the most normal and independent because they're left alone. Hashtag face <laughs> Throwing some shade like at the other siblings. <laughs>
2: Those little pictures that come up, you're like, are you the middle child? <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: you're the most normal. <laughs> I will
0: just like humbly say, I think in my case, it's very true, but I
1: bet my siblings would fight me on that.
0: <laughs> okay, final question. What is one piece of advice you would give to all the middle children out there? Um, I think, like
2: Tessa mentioned before, I sort of see it now as middle child being a power and that we can sort of use the positives of it in our everyday lives, Um, even though it might not have seemed like a power when we were younger, um, being literally stuck in the middle. (laughs) Um, But now I definitely think that had I not had that sort of Childhood experience of having to negotiate and having to constantly share, and all of that. And I see people who didn't have that, and they're like spoiled adults now. <laughs> and so, I think um, I'm lucky in the fact that I'm definitely not like that now because I have had lots of practice in negotiating. And I think the only thing that I would say try and do better, which I don't do well at, is try and open up and don't. Um, that everyone's going to judge you and you know you can share your thoughts and ideas and all of that that would be my advice is to just have a go and if you get hurt oh well <laughs> <laughs> oh well, Pick up oh the well. Pieces, start again. your parents will still love you I think that's the issue is that I think when like you said having like just two mm. there's like mum and dad so like you know one for each one for <laughs> each whereas I think for like three That middle child is always like, oh, well, am I just going to be – if I do something wrong, like – who am I going to go to or a mum and dad going to side with the other two kids mm. and then I'll just be that naughty child, <laughs> yeah. which is probably completely stupid to think about. But it's
1: just our perspective. Yeah, As I mentioned perspective, that's my piece of advice. That perspective is everything. You're either going to spend your whole life hating it and blaming others and letting it dictate your relationships or you turn it into something that's a strength rather than a weakness. For me, the biggest thing to learn was when you start to get frustrated, just walk away. And when you're a kid, you can't just walk away like now i can remove myself from the situation and that's like just for my peace and of mind and my mental health and i just like have to remind myself that my behavior and reactions are the only things that i can control and you can't control what your parents do or what your siblings do and so like there's no point wasting time and energy trying to control all this that would be my Amen. advice.
0: They were both really <laughs> great pieces of advice. Thank you so much, Nikesha, for joining us in the studio today and to you both for giving us some insight into what it's like being a middle child. I'm sure there's a bunch of listeners in our blooming community who are middle children and have been sitting there throughout this chat going, preach. <laughs> um, if that's you, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you if you are a middle child and have had a similar experience growing up as Tessa or Nikisha, or if your experience has been completely different as a middle child. We are all ears. Come find us at at blooming.podcast.
1: And finally, you all know it's time for Adulting 101, our weekly resource or recommendation that we found helpful in navigating our 20s. Britt, what have you got for me?
0: Okay, I have an app for you this week. It's a money app. I actually came across this one from a recommendation from a friend after our investing um, episode with Will and Rory. Oh yeah, we can link that in the show notes. That was a good one. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I've since that episode been trying to do my, like get, dip my toe a little further into investing. And this um, app, it's called We Money. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of it? No. So I like it for a multitude of reasons, but I'll run you through them quickly. Please do. It's built um, in Australia with love, it says on their <laughs> website, which is really cute. Um, also, if you search for it on Google, when it comes up, the first thing that comes, like the description that comes up under the hyperlink is an acknowledgement to country, which I think is really good. And I don't really see that often with um, websites Yeah, on I'm Google. not sure if I've seen that. No, all. Um, yeah really respectful Um, but the main reason that I'm using it is it's kind of like brings together all of your money slash investment slash debt into one place. So do you have to like input all of that to begin with and then it tracks it? Yeah so you would like log in for your if you have a a bunch of different banks like I have a few different cards. that sounds like something you need (laughs) with all (laughs) your banks. Well you know like I have my personal account and then I've got my shared account with my partner and and then um, it also brings in your super. It also brings in, yeah, like your debt, if you have any um, debts for whatever reason, including afterpay. You can link your afterpay account. Also, like your investments. So I do have a spaceship account, and you can link that one. I'm using superhero as well, but that's not um, one you can add just yet. But I think yeah, it's really good. Like, and it then outlines, you know, how much money you've got in your accounts or your investment super loans and your total net worth. And it also tells you like how many days till payday and um, yeah, I think it's really good because if you do have more than one account and stuff, it's it's annoying to go into every single different app, whereas this just kind of combines it all together.
1: Yeah, it sounds really handy.
0: You can also set goals within the app, like if you're saving for a certain life event, um, maybe across more than one account, um, I, that's kind of rare, usually you only really do that in one account, but... It's an option. I love to have options. You can set up your monthly budget. Um, It shows all your recent transactions as well across all of your cards. So you can keep track of your spending a little bit easier. And bills, it recognizes because you've linked in all your accounts, it recognizes like your regular bills that you would need to be paying. And so if you were like, oh, I don't know if I've paid something this month or whatever, you can just quickly go in and it shows you um, under the bills section, when was the last time you paid it categorizes your spending. I know a lot of banking apps already do that, but again, just once... Sometimes
1: I feel like they're not super accurate, In the same place.
0: This one I have found is more accurate than other apps that I have used or the the banking one. Like, I haven't needed to go in and, like, categorize something as much. Oh, that's good. um, Manually. Um, And also, it gives you a credit score, which is really interesting. Ooh. So instead of like having to apply to get a credit rating or whatever, which, which I does, think
1: damages your credit rating, right?
0: Yeah. It's something that the bank does look at if you're going to get a loan. I like that for that purpose. You can just keep an eye on it and see if you're doing well or if you need to work <laughs> on something. Um, does it have
1: your home loan in there?
0: Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah. So I, I am really enjoying it. And I think it's interesting as well, because one of my accounts in there is my personal. And then I've also got my one Um, that's a shared account. So it's good to be able to see how both Both. of them are kind of tracking in the same place next to each other. Um, And okay, my favourite part is... If you invite a friend you both get five dollars, which is like a lot of those investing or mm-hmm. apps and stuff. Um, but you also they also plant a tree. Aww, they plant a tree so for good. every time someone opens an account with them. So Okay, well send me your
1: referral code and I'll definitely sign
0: up. doing their part for the environment. Um yes, I will leave the link to the app in the show notes and I'll also leave my referral link if you want five dollars. Um, but yes, I, I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah, that's a good one. Manage all of my money in one place. I but feel like, like of course you have a <laughs> money app as a recommendation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but what do you have for me this week? So we've been talking
1: for a few weeks now about this mystery cleanser that I recommended Britt, and <laughs> I feel like it's time. It's, it's time to share it with the blooming community. I didn't want to share it until I knew that it
0: was working for me. I know you've not had the easiest of rides with it. Who knows if it's the cleanser though, my moisturizer. Yes.
1: You've got some um, pain points going. confirmed, (laughs) But it's, yeah, I've been using it for a few months now. So, and I've been loving it. So I feel like I, I can share it because it actually is working. And so... It's the CeraVe cleanser, CeraVe or CeraVe? CeraVe, I thought. CeraVe, I think, yeah. yeah. So it's the CeraVe cleanser and I use the hydrating one because I have normal to dry skin, um, but they have like different ones for different skin types. And I think that actually on their website, you can like do a little quiz and find out which of their mm, products that's handy. that you would benefit from. But I actually found this cleanser on TikTok.
0: Did of course. you?
1: Yes. So I follow a whole heap of um, like dermatologists or skin specialists on yeah. TikTok which has actually been super informative. I've learned so much from it. Oh um, my God, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll shout out to one who I'm like obsessed with. It's Skincare by Hiram. Have you heard of him? Yes, of course. Yeah. I watch his YouTube videos all okay, the time. Well, I don't watch his YouTube videos, but <laughs> I am an avid TikTok follower of him. And so the things that I like the most about this is it's super accessible. You can just get it from Chemist Warehouse, which is like so easy. It's also so affordable. So I have like the small bottle and it's $12.99, mm-hmm. but you can also get like one liter for under 30. like that's so affordable whereas prior to that I was spending like $50 on a cleanser that was lasting three months yeah yeah and it was just ridiculous and um I also really like that it's supported by the eczema association Australasia as I've mentioned to get a bit of eczema including on my face yes that's really attractive and I haven't had any (laughs) (laughs) with this cleanser which is good it's got close to like 4,000 five-star reviews and I just like that it's like super simple it's developed by dermatologists it doesn't strip my skin or like leave it feeling like that tight mm. or like squeaky feeling yeah because um, it's stripped all the oils yeah, yeah. it's just like really nourishing and hydrating because it's got like three types of ceramides to help like strengthen the skin's protective barrier and has hyaluronic acid which we both love and mm-hmm. And it's also non-comedogenic, which means it doesn't block your pores, essentially, the fancy word. Nice. Um, But yeah, so it's completely changed my skin for the better. And it's also not tested on animals. So that's tick. I'm sorry, that's the last thing I mentioned. It should have been the first. (laughs) Very important. (laughs) Yeah, so that's my recommendation. Thank you for listening to another episode of Blooming featuring your two best buds and our in-bloom guest, Nikisha. If you're enjoying our little podcast, baby, please let us know by leaving us a rating or review because, man, algorithm things are hard. <laughs> and also by hitting the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify.
0: And as always, come find us on Instagram at blooming.podcast and tag us in your stories to show us how you're listening to Blooming or using one of our Adulting 101 resources. We'd love for you to DM us. We want to hear your thoughts on this episode or what topics you'd like us to talk about in the future. And of course, don't forget to tune into our weekly Monday polls to weigh in on this week's episode. Also, if you like this style of in-bloom combo, this more like roundtable interviewing two of us, let us know. We can definitely make more of them Chat next week, buds. Bye. Thank you.
1: Oh. And I think, yeah, boyfriends came as well. Wait. Sorry, this is not actually <laughs> can't remember. <laughs> I think to me being a child means get <laughs>
0: And Keisha is single as well. Slide <laughs> into her DMs. <laughs>